We got a Rams-Browns mega preview coming up. How the Rams can continue to improve their playoff chances. Key matchup storylines and more. That's coming up on this crossover edition of Locked on Rams and Locked on Browns. You are Locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, Ramley? What is up, Browns fans? Up to the dog pound. Welcome to this crossover edition of Locked On Rams with Locked On Browns. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Subscribe to Locked On Browns YouTube channel. And my name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. SI 24-7 sports, Dodgers Nation. Now the Rams for Locked On. And today I'm joined by the Locked On Browns host, Mr. Jeff Lloyd, rocking that sweet, sweet dog pound Browns hoodie. We're breaking down this week 13 matchup, a critical matchup for both teams. But first, this episode of Locked On Rams and Locked on Browns is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Now, Jeff, week 13, dog pound Rams house. It's going down. Rams coming off two straight wins. They're trying to make it three straight. They're trying to increase those playoff odds to 52%. By the end of the weekend, they could be the seventh seed. Lots to play for for the Browns. You're still right there at the second wild card spot. So lots to play get into in this one, man. man. Uh, no question about it. Um, you know, last week's loss um, was a difficult one, obviously, for the Browns. Um, and going out to Denver is always a difficult road trip. Um, the Browns, in my opinion, made the smart move, decided just to take the trip a little further out west to L.A. Um, a little warmer weather, a little more relaxation. Uh, the team, obviously, is a little banged up here. Uh, we'll learn more in the coming days about who's going to be available, who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Um, certainly have questions still as who's going to be the quarterback. Um, the definitive appears to be if we don't hear of DTR practicing on Thursday, then in fact it will be the Browns' fourth starting quarterback this season, Joe Flacco, under center for the Browns on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, that is the most interesting thing about this game. It's the biggest storyline heading into it is will it be Joe Flacco, 38-year-old Joe Flacco, starting for the Browns last 12 games, nine starts, one eight in those games. Led that 14-point comeback for the Jets against the Browns in 2022. And look, this is a Browns team that you're 5-2 with Deshaun Watson. You get DTR in there. By the way, full disclosure, I'm a UCLA guy, so always root for my boy Dorian Thompson-Robinson. But he gets hit last week. You saw the blood. It's unlikely probably he plays in Joe Flacco, but under center. How are you feeling about that, my man? Um, it's, it's definitely interesting the way it's all come. You know, normally when you talk about a team about to start their fourth quarterback, you're talking about a team that's most likely going to be drafting, you know, first, second, or third, you know, in the spring when the you know annual football draft comes up. Um, but the Browns have found a way to make it work here. And, you know, Coach Stefanski, Alex Van Pelt, to their credit, they found what works for each one of these quarterbacks. It's going to be a little different because, you know, Joe Flacco comes in and at 38 years old, you know, the athleticism is probably not much there. Um, and the Browns have had athletic quarterbacks all season long, but he does come in with an absolute rocket arm. Joe Flacco can wake up 15 years from now and still be firing 30 yard spirals. Like it's nobody's business. Um, and if there's any part of the offense that probably could use a 
kickstart. It's certainly the passing game. Um, it struggled pretty much with every quarterback. I think DTR was starting to find his way a little bit. Um, but Joe Flacco, and one thing I've always told us about with this Coach Stefanski offense is, is they have an issue getting the ball vertically down the field. Well, Joe Flacco, this is a guy that's kind of always been his calling card. He's always been a great vertical passing. Uh, so maybe this could be an element of the Browns offense that they haven't gotten to in at least a couple of seasons now. Yeah, and that's going to really be the big key. This Rams secondary did a really nice job last week. They were challenged early on by Kyler Murray, but they really shut him down. But Joe Flacco, he's always had a can, like you say. He's always had a big arm. He's someone that's not going to be afraid, of course, Super Bowl champion, right? So he's going to be someone that's going to come in and try to win games. I think that's one of the other big story lines in this game is, look, the Rams are just in better shape health-wise. The healthiest we've seen this Rams team in quite some time. You got Quentin Lake. He's out. Laurel Murchison. You have Matthew Stafford still dealing with that thumb injury. He's talked about how they've done a better tape job and they've streamlined it and he's getting more comfortable. But other than that, not really many injuries to speak of. Cooper Cup isn't at 100%, still dealing with an ankle injury, not looking like the triple crown winning Cooper Cup. But to me, that's the biggest key. The Browns, you even got Miles Garrett, the best defensive player on the planet right now, dealing with a little bit of a shoulder injury. Joe Flacco starting at quarterback. You, Amari Cooper misses practice. I think 10 players total didn't practice for Cleveland. How is Cleveland heading into this game health-wise, and how big of a factor do you think that is? <clears throat> for the most part, it's good. Like The Browns have been really, really smart and cautious about this, and this is something actually new uh, to this fancy and Barry regime. They didn't give a lot of days off in years past. Um, but, you know, they're big and veteran. And you got to understand that guys like Joel Batonio just can't go out there every day. And they can't go out there Wednesday, Thursday. Um, Miles Garrett, even with the shoulder and, you know, Miles appears that he's going to play. There's things you can do. Obviously, you know, Miles has playing, been playing a lot of stand up this year. So lining up over the guard, lining up over the center. These are still things you can do. Um, you maybe just can't get him for a full hundred percent of what would be his normal snap load. But Andrew Barry made the concessions and made the moves in the offseason to cover up for some of this. You brought in Darius Smith. You brought in, obviously, former Ram, Abanaya Ankaranko to help out with this. So they have length and depth in the defensive line. So if Miles can't give you 100%, I think they're okay with that. Um, bruises, you know, Denzel Ward still hasn't taken the practice field. He was out last week. Um, that Certainly, you know, it wasn't much of a factor last week against Broncos as much as it would be a key factor this week. Obviously, Cup, Atwell, and of course, Nakua, all these fantastic route runners, and the Browns certainly would love to have the top corner for that. Um, but the biggest question here, uh, you know, obviously, other than the quarterback position, certainly is would Denzel Ward be available? And my gut feeling is it's trending towards he's not going to be available. Yeah, so, I mean, that really puts the Rams in a good spot to get a Cleveland team at the right time. Because, look, where the Rams are sitting right now, you can't go 500 the rest of the way. You have to beat the teams where you're going against backup quarterbacks and potentially the Saints and most certainly the Cleveland Browns and then teams like the Commanders and the Giants. you got to win those four games, and then you got the other two against the Ravens and the 49ers. So that is the path to the playoffs for the Rams. So if you lose this week against Cleveland at home, I know the dog pound is going to be out there in force it's going to really, really throw a wrench in your playoff odds if you're L.A. They have some momentum. You got a really nice win against the Arizona Cardinals, one of the worst teams in the NFL. But you got guys in rhythm. They really have been struggling this year. Guys like Tyler Higby. I mean, guys like 
They has two touchdowns, right? You got Kyron Williams who comes back off IR. He had a fantastic week. NFC offensive player of the week, 8.9 yards per carry. So he was fantastic. So the offense has momentum coming into this game, but this is a different beast. This is the Cleveland Browns. This is the best defense in the NFL with a nightmare in cleats in Miles Garrett. You got a Matthew Stafford last week who they kept vertical. He took zero sacks on 33 dropbacks. It's going to be a different story. It's going to be a different challenge. It's just about minimizing the damage. You're not going to stop Miles Garrett in this Cleveland Browns defense, but you just have to hope to limit it as best you possibly can. The Browns, a 28.5% pressure rate that leads the NFL. Miles Garrett, 13 sacks. QB hits, he's third in the league, a 94.1 PFF grade through 11 games. I mean, he's been absolutely ferocious, the front runner for defensive player of the year. And that, to me, is going to be the game right there. If you give Matthew Stafford time to cook, time to find receivers and let Ralph develop, he's going to generate offense. If you get in the backfield and they get home and they sack him, it could be a long afternoon for the Rams. No question about it. And, you know, that's... Um, one of the things that I think favors, you know, the Browns this week as opposed to last week, you know, Russell Wilson, we always talked about for the years about his ability. Um, but the Browns do get in the backfield and they get in the backfield quick. Um, and Matthew Stafford obviously is, you know, solid and accomplishes he is in his career. Um, when you list his accomplishments and positives, uh, you're not going to get to athleticism anytime high. Um, you're certainly not going to be uh, you know, talking about you know, anything where you're worried about Matthew Stafford and any designed runs or any of that stuff. So it's certainly a more favorable matchup, but obviously the wide receiver core for this Rams team, they're just really, really solid in what they do, really nuanced in the route running, get to their stems quickly, their breaks in and out of the breaks quickly. It's really, really an impressive group. And um, this is kind of the talk here the whole season is anytime they talk to the secondary, you know, they ask about you know, any game or, you know, and first thing they say is, well, well, he got to do much because normally the D line puts so much pressure. Uh, you know, quarterbacks either throwing the ball away or he's you know ended up back on his kick. Um, the Browns hopefully want to get back to that type of business this week here out in LA. Absolutely. You talk about the receivers, those other key matchups. We're going to get into that here in our next segment. You got a crossover edition of Locked On Rams and Locked On Browns. All right, so we're getting to that point of the football season where you don't want to get off the couch. You don't want to leave your house. You don't want to miss a second of it. This is where DoorDash comes in, right? DoorDash can take care of all of the things you need outside the house without having to go outside of the house. You can order your pizza, your wings, your soda, your burgers. Even if you just forgot, I forgot ketchup and buns and, I don't know, tomatoes. DoorDash can get it all delivered to your front door without missing the game. All your favorite restaurants are there. All your favorite stores are there. From retail to grocery, they're all in the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. You got a favorite spot in town? You got a wing spot like I do, like Santora's, and you want those wings specifically? DoorDash can hook you up. And you can get up to 50% off, up to a $10 value, when you spend $15 or more with your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D, the number 23, LOCKED23. Again, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download that DoorDash app and use the code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply, enjoy the games, and get yourself fed. Also, while you're doing that, why don't you get out your phone and get that Prize Picks app going, right? It is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy sports in, well, 
in forever, right? And it gets more fun. Now that we got all these sports going at the same time, you can kind of cross the streams, right? Here's how you do it. You select two or more players. You pick more or less for their projected stats. And you place your entry. And right now, because basketball is here, you can pick a combo projection across football and basketball from a specials league, right? I've been doing a ton of football, a couple of football picks, but now you can do football and basketball, a league created specifically for combo projections that, like, says, I don't know, Travis Kelsey at 10 and a half combo, three pointers made with LeBron James and receptions. Come on, man. Tell me you're not going to have fun with that. And you can win your money up to 20 five times your money. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy, so if one of your guys stays in play, even if your player gets injured. For place basketball and football games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return for the second half, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only DFS platform with an injury insurance policy. So, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. One more time prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL that code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. And we are off running here on this crossover edition of Locked On Rams and Locked On Browns. And you are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, shout out to those every listeners. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode. Browns fans, Rams, Rams fans. And by the way, you can be an every listener too. Join the club. It's 100% free and you won't miss a thing about your Browns or your Rams. Now, Jeff, here in our second segment, we're kind of dive into some of these matchups. You just mentioned right now the receivers, the talented receiving core that the Rams have. You have Cooper Cup. You have the emerging rookie superstar in Puka Nakua. Well, last week, Matthew Stafford had his best statistical game of the season through four touchdowns, but it was a quiet afternoon for Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. I mean, they really didn't put together big games. He had 13 targets, seven receptions, 45 yards. If they can get going, take advantage of this their abilities, and I think that's going to be a big kicker in this game because you're going to need some more from them this week than you got last week if you want any chance to score points against this vaunted Browns D. Uh, there's no question. And, you know, sometimes, look, you know, if you're playing the Rams, what are you going to do? You're going to try to take away Cup. You're going to try to take away Nakua. That should be your game plan. Ideally, that should be, you know, your focus on what you're trying to do. Um, and as for the Rams last week, obviously, you know, Matthew Stafford found ways to still basically get coking, uh, you know, with other guys back out. And of course, you know, Hayden best day of the season to this point last week as, as well. Um, for the it's going to be interesting because if it is no Denzel, it's going to be interesting how it works out. You know, Martin Emerson in his second year is a really, really solid cornerback for the Browns. But looking at Atwell, looking at Nakua, looking at Cup, I'm not sure that any one of these guys is an ideal matchup for a second-year cornerback who's an emerging player. He plays better against the bigger physical receivers. You know, the smaller Smurf, jet-quick, you know, route-running types aren't normally his always his cup of tea. Um, but, look, you're a good player. You got to adjust. You got to, you know, take the guy uh, as the, they come to you. Greg Newsom certainly would be a better matchup here for any of these guys. As it looks now, if there is no ward, both of these guys are slated to start. You know, Greg Newsom, these are much better matchups for him as you know far as you know his type of you know athletic make type of body frame so it's certainly gonna be interesting because you, you you can't let Stafford start tossing the ball all over the place because if they do then comes in Kieran Williams then comes in the running game 
Um, and the Browns obviously struggled against the run last week, although the overall numbers don't look as bad as it was. There were a lot of chunk runs last week. Uh, but the Browns certainly don't need to be playing defense two weeks in a row on roller skates. Yeah, absolutely. And that's going to be one of the ways they're going to try to keep Stafford vertical and try to neutralize this Browns pass rush. Just try to get something on the ground. It was the best we've seen this offensive line block. But then you got to take it with a grain of salt. It is the Arizona Cardinals. It is not the Cleveland Browns. And I think everyone's focusing on that Browns defense and for good reason. I think one of the big storylines in this game is how does that Rams defense do against this Browns offense with so many questions, with Joe Flacco likely going to be the starter. And you look at this Browns offense, this pass offense, in particular, last couple of games, I mean, they have not fared very well. Last week, 190 yards, 9.5 yards per attempt, a touchdown, 68.6 rating, under 14 points in back-to-back weeks, sacked four times, seven QB hits. And the Rams, they're not a team that gets a ton of pressure, seven lowest pressure rate in the league at 19.7%. They also don't cause a lot of turnovers. So I think that, to me, is one of the places where the game's going to be won. I mean, look at who wins that turnover battle. 23 turnovers for the Browns, 31st in the NFL. Rams have the third fewest takeaways in the NFL. So it's going to be very interesting. Rams, five passes, intercepted, four fumbles, not a lot of takeaways, but the Browns have given away at least twice in their last eight games. Can the Rams get an interception? Can they get a fumble? Can they give some momentum to this Rams offense in Brown's territory to make it a little easier to cross that goal line against one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the National Football League. There's no question. And this is probably the same storyline for the Cleveland Browns. You know, they give the ball up a lot. And as great as their defense is, they do not get a lot of turnovers themselves. Um, so a key turnover here for either Los Angeles or for Cleveland certainly could go a, you know, a big way in you know being a deciding factor for this game. Um, and even for the Browns, all the pressure they get, I mean, you know, quarter. Backs have been fortunate that most of the time they've held on to the ball. Um, you got to think that eventually, you know, that's not going to continue. Obviously, for the Rams fans, they're hoping that at least to hold off for at least one more week. Um, but whatever team can win this turnover battle, because, I mean, as you said, it seems that both teams have been accustomed to being on the wrong end of it for most of part of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And when you kind of dive into some of these specific matchups, I think one we talked about a little bit earlier about Cooper Cup, we are waiting here as Rams fans to see any modicum of hope of the old Cooper Cup. And he just has not moved the same. The routes haven't been the same. The blocking has been great during certain stretches. Don't get me wrong. He definitely had a big impact last week in Kyron Williams' big day. But we want to see Super Cup once again. I think this is a week and an opportunity for him to get back to that. You got Cooper Cup versus Greg Newsom. Cup, like I said, he's been quiet last five games, has had 50 yards receiving last five games. Newsom's allowed 333 yards in coverage, two touchdowns this season. I think that's a matchup. They're in the slot. Cooper Cup has a chance to really get back on track against Newsom. Oh, he's certainly the guy, you know, in like 80 and 85, and certainly affecting, you know, what Cooper Cup can give this team. But there is the all factor of just being out there there and you know regardless if he is out there any defense any defense coordinator is going to say you know our first job is to obviously eliminate number 10 to the best of our abilities and then hopefully things you know will, will work out for everywhere else and that's going to be the biggest matchup it still is um even though nakua has had a fantastic year it's you know and a lot of it does become in unison because you have the two of them and you know they are similar in how they win and so guess what if you can't get it to this side most likely you can get it to that side uh but for now the calling card still if you're trying to beat uh los angeles rams is obviously to try to keep cooper cup in check um, because even if you cover them well, you know, you can get a lot of tar 
targets sent that way. So, you know, he still may get his 11, but if 19 balls were physically thrown to him, that means those were eight balls that he ended up being in. So, you know, it's a pick your poison type of thing with Cup, but, you know, you're always going to go uh, with the efforts of trying to take him out or at least limit him to the best that you can. 100%. I mean, he's someone that when he's right, he's one of the best in the league. I think it's more of a health issue right now for Cooper Cup, and you just don't know when he's going to feel good and feel healthy. I think this is a great opportunity for him to really get back on track. Now, another matchup I'm looking at is Kobe Turner versus Ethan Postage. I mean, you look at up the middle, getting some pressure up the middle on Flacco. Kobe Turner, rookie out of Wake Forest, had his best game of the season last year, had two sacks, and you get that pressure up the middle, trying to make things disrupted, that's going to go a long way. Well, I mean, he, every, all the interior. I mean, you look at it from both ends. You know, you bring up Teller. Wyatt Teller is back playing uh, to the Pro Bowl level that he was when he first started his career with Cleveland. Um, and I'm one where, look, you know, my, the Miles Garrett's of the world are great, but ideally, you know, most of the time, these games are decided within the tackle box and between the matchups between the defensive tackles and the guards. Look, the tackles have the shortest path of resistance to go create damage and cause damage. So that is a big, big spot to where this game will be decided, certainly for the Browns. Um, it, it, they've had a lot of, uh, when I say issues at the tackle position, it's more of a revolving door. Dewan Jones obviously was drafted. They were really excited about it, but the whole plan was for Jack Hunt to be the right tackle the entire season. Uh, Dewan Jones has been the starting right tackle since week one. Um, uh, Jed Wills went down. This would now be the fourth game without Jedrick Wills. Uh, Jerron Christian has been thrown in there. And to his credit, I mean, talking about a guy who is on paper your fifth offensive tackle, and to think that he's playing left tackle for you during a crucial run of what is a successful season to this point, and he's actually played really, really well. Um, he's a better pass blocker than their other swing tackle, uh, James Hudson. James Hudson is a guy they use as an extra tight end. It's just a better role for him. But that's been one of the nice quiet finds here for the Browns this year is that Jerron Christian, Christian has come in and kind of solidified and held it down here over the last three weeks. And also keep in mind when we're talking about him, if Joe Flacco does go on Sunday, that will make Christian now the blindside protector for three different quarterbacks in four starts. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's definitely going to be those key matchups right there. The game has won or lost in the trenches for most the most part, and I think it's going to be the case once again. I think you look at a lot of talk about the Rams receiving core, Amari Cooper, not just because he's on my fantasy team, but because he's, of course, one of your best weapons out there. Akella Witherspoon, he has been one of the best finds in the offseason, was great out as one of the top corners. Had a couple down weeks, but really got back on track last couple weeks. And Amari Cooper, he left the game with that rib injury. How's he going to fare? I think that's a matchup you're going to be focused on. Also, Jordan Fuller, Rams safety, had the best game of his career. He was outstanding. He almost had two interceptions, had four pass breakups going against David and Joku right there. He's an athletic freak, big physical tight end. You can try to limit those two playmakers for the Browns. I think that's going to go a long way to determining if the Rams can get, get a win on Sunday. Uh, yeah, Cooper, and we'll see. And you know, when Amari Cooper actually it was week two when they were going to Monday night in Pittsburgh, um, he had, was dealing with some scar tissue issues from an offseason surgery, and there was no – sure or you know whether or not he was going to play um and he, he was you know game time decision did play went for seven receptions for 90 yards that night in pittsburgh so mark cooper's 
has been a guy that you know can play dinged up. Uh, that being said, the, with Amari, it, it doesn't matter. The Browns need to get more than just Amari Cooper and David Njoku. Elijah Moore, I think, has been 14 receptions over the last three games. Um, that number needs to get a little bit better. The Browns were caught up early in the season trying to use him as some sort of jack-of-all-trades offensive weapon. Once they decided that there wasn't, he wasn't doing enough as a receiver, for everybody to be scared to death that they were lining him up in the backfield or were they giving him jet sweeps? You know, that stuff starts when you're getting killed by somebody as a wide receiver. And then the offense takes the liberty of saying, well, you're trying to take him away. So we're going to use him different ways. Cedric Tillman, the rookie third round pick had his best week of his career last week. Um, granted, part of that is because he and DTR uh, are former high school teammates. So it was really easy for those two to rekindle that relationship last week in Denver. But I also think for Tillman, this is one of those instances where just getting that first taste of NFL success and saying, oh, you know what? This spotlight is not too big for me. I am worthy of being here. I am capable of playing in this league. So regardless of who's behind center, I think he can see a role for Elijah Moore to increase and certainly for Cedric Tillman to increase because the Browns need that. You know, They need more than just Cooper and Njoku, not that they're not fantastic players, but you know, the writing's on the wall. Nobody's fooled. Everybody knows you know, most likely where the ball is going. So until those guys can, can become regular contributors, teams are going to give more and more of an effort to take away, obviously, Cooper and David Njoku. 100%. And, of course, you got the big one, Alaric Jackson and Miles Garrett. We'll talk about that. We got prediction time coming up, how this game will play out. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams and Locked on Browns. So we're getting into that time of year where you're buying gifts for people, right? And you're thinking about it. Maybe you got kids, maybe you got a brother, a dad that loves to go to game, but you've had that frustrating experience trying to get your hands on the right tickets and the good seats, especially if you kind of wait until the last minute, you don't need to worry about it anymore. Game time. The game time app needs to be on your phone. Killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. The Game Time app takes the guesswork out of buying tickets to your next big event, whether it's a sporting event, whether it's a, a concert, a comedy show. Maybe you want to go see some theater, take your mom or your sister or your girlfriend, right? You can go do all of those sorts of things, and you don't need to do anything other than put the Game Time app on your phone. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It is the absolute best place to find your last minute seats. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL, L O C K E D O N NFL, Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create that Game Time app, Locked On NFL for $20 off. Go put the Game Time app on your phone. Terms apply. And welcome back to this crossover edition of Locked On Rams and Locked On Browns. Now, final segment here, prediction time. Like I said in the last segment, good luck to Alaric Jackson trying to sleep the night before going against the ferocious beast that is Miles Garrett. Of course, we're going to see how he fares in that situation. Definitely going to look at this <laughs> this defense for the Cleveland Browns. Can they continue their success holding teams under 300 yards per game? I think if I'm the Rams, the momentum that they built last couple games – 
Offensively, Matthew Stafford is getting healthier. He's getting into a groove. I think the defense has overachieved all season. And I think it's really going to come down to, can this Cleveland Browns team that struggled to score points, can you continue that trend of view of the Rams? And can you find a way to at least crack 20 points to give yourself a good chance to win at home? Yeah, I think that's a safe way to go. And for the Browns, you know, a lot of people were questioning last week, you know, the Browns did run the ball well, but they didn't run the ball enough early in the game. Um, and part of, look, you got a rookie quarterback, fifth round pick and you know the Browns in that game. It's basically, look, is this our guy for the rest of the season? This is a team now sitting in seven and four. You know, the, the, the thought process is legit that they're playing games in January. So you got to get the rookie up to speed. Unfortunately, he gets hurt. Um, now, you know, do they try, you know, in Joe Flacco, how much of the, playbook does he know is he at you know 65 percent maybe which would be probably about right which means probably a little more of a heavy on the run game you're not just going to go put joe flacco in um his first game of the season yeah i can put him in shotgun and throw it 40 times unless you absolutely have to certainly which would not be ideal but the browns need to really be able to run this ball uh run the ball here and again look you know if stafford can get hot it's going to aid you in that, too, because he's got a lot more chance of him being spectator as opposed to playmaker. Certainly helps. But the Browns need to get back to what they do best. And this team was always supposed to graduate to be more of a passing football team this year. That idea was with Deshaun Watson. So that thought process is kind of out the window again until 2024. This team just needs to do what they need to do to go 1-0. and And this has kind of been the mantra. And, you know, everybody, go 1-0 and this week. What do you have to do? Browns, with all changing parts, with all the different quarterbacks, you know, left tackles, right tackles, guys moving in, moving out, they've been able to really stick to that, that you know, belief of what do we got to do to win this week. This week, shorten the game. You know what I'm saying? You're not worried about weather. Your kicker's been fantastic this year. Obviously, nice uh, weather out in L.A. Try to run the ball and run the ball with some effectiveness, and then hopefully you can work in play action, a couple of deep shots after all that. Yeah, that's absolutely going to be key. And the Rams bottom third in the league when it comes to rush defense last week against Connor, they definitely had some success with that. I think that's going to be key. Can you get yards on the ground with Ford? I think for the Rams, it's can you keep Matthew Stafford as vertical as possible? Because it's not just taking sacks. It's that one sack that puts him out of the game and we see Carson Wentz, right? And you definitely don't want to put yourself in a situation where you have a backup quarterback. This team needs Matthew Stafford on the field, finding his receivers. I think can you build on the momentum of Kyron Williams? Can he have a game against a really, really good defense, right? One of the best defenses in the NFL that's allowed 320 fewer yards than any team out there because he's done against the Cardinals. Can he do anything like he did against the Cardinals against the Rams? And if he can, I think that would point to a Rams victory because I'm pretty confident they are going to get something through the air. I'm not going to lie. This Browns defense, the more you look at them, especially up front, that that lines like that have caused problems for the Rams this season. And if Stafford gets banged up, things tend to not go so well. So it's going to be very interesting. Jeff, when you look at the mood in Cleveland right now and you look at the injuries, I mean, Chubb goes on IR. You lose Deshaun Watson. But you're like you said, you're still in a great position to make the playoffs. Does it feel like you're playing with house money at this point? Or does it feel like, no, we still need to go out there and make the playoffs considering we have this elite defense? Oh, there's no way. No, I mean, I'm saying, and I'm a big proponent and there's a lot of part of Cleveland that doesn't have the total faith in coach Kevin Stefanski that I think they should. Um, the fact 
you're sitting here at seven and four. You've already played three different quarterbacks, one of them being a rookie. Uh, most likely supposed to start your fourth um, quarterback of the season here. And look, you know, there's a, you know, th- these six remaining games, obviously, this is a difficult one here with the Rams. Jacksonville is kind of tough. You know, don't know what he's playing some really, really gutty football, but there is no excuse really for this Browns team to not find a way to maybe go four and two down this stretch and probably have an 11 and six season. You know, and it's the NFL. Like, nobody's going to feel bad for you. Um, and this is where it is kind of weird because this franchise, it's not like, even though this is almost Deshaun Watson's full second season here, he's not really played much. So it's hard to, you know, view this and say, oh, well, no, you, you lost yeah. Deshaun. It, well, he's been here for a long time. The amount that he's played is very minimal. So this, you know, next man up mantra mentality is something that's been going on since the beginning of 2022. Yeah, no, that's definitely a great point. It's, this is nothing new to them. They're used to playing without them during certain stretches. So, yeah, definitely think that's a factor. I think one of the big kickers, too, just to kind of wrap this up, is just that, look, this is another elimination game for the Rams. You can't lose this game and feel good about your chances to make the playoffs. You have to beat a Browns team at home playing with a 38-year-old Joe Flacco coming off two wins. You have to find a way to get this dub, and you can build on that momentum, look to sneak into the playoffs. So I don't know if you want to throw out a prediction. I throw mine out on Friday. I'm feeling yep. pretty good about the Rams. Not ready to go there just yet, right? Has to, you know, has to come. I have to just have to feel it. I have to feel the predictions. Do you want to throw out a prediction? Any final thoughts, Jeff? <laughs> Well, I mean, and, and look, and I'm the same way you, and obviously the way this w- world has gone is, you know, uh, obviously locked on, you know, they, they require us minimum five shows per week. When you get this late in the season, you really can't do the five. You have to do the six, because if you, even if you record Thursday or Friday morning, you have no idea. You, you still don't. And look, I mean, I how am I supposed to predict totally. a game when I don't know who's going to be the quarterback for my team on Sunday? Yeah, no, exactly, and one of the right. guys who might be the quarterback on Sunday has never taken a snap for my team. Um, plus, I think that we all get into that Friday feel, and then all of a sudden we might be, woe is us, woe is us, woe is us. And then Friday it's, yeah, the boys are going to be all right. We're going to be okay. We're going to win it up. So, I, look, I think it's going to be a closely contested game. I definitely think this game will be played within seven points, regardless of who wins. Um, I, I think y- you're going to at times get some teams that l- you're going to get some stretches where the offense looks good. And then you're going to get a couple of drives where you're going to see all of a sudden it's fourth and 19 for probably the Rams at some point, And then certainly for the Browns at some point, um, it's not going to be, you know, they're not going to hang it in the Louvre by any means whatsoever. Um, but these are the games. Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down to, I think the turnover battle, I think you know how many times Matthew Stafford, they can get to him and be disruptive. But at the end of the day, this one's going to come down to the fourth quarter. And we've seen this Rams team close last couple of weeks. The trend for them this year is they haven't been able to put four quality quarters together in the same game. Can they do that? Can they learn from their mistakes? Can their young rookies continue to emerge and figure things out at this level? That's going to be key. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rams and Locked on Browns crossover edition. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore late. And you can follow my man, Mr. Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd over on the X. Until next time. Whose house is locked on Ram's house?